We all know it is totally fine to be completely mentally compromised in the House of Representatives, but this is the Senate, damn it. <laughs> personal inquiry. Point of personal inquiry. There's no, no such thing. <laughs> Point of personal accident insurance, Judson. That woman is a fucking car wreck. <laughs> What a play that was. Unlike the centuries-long struggles of black people in this country, that play is going to go down in history books, Judson. <laughs> and they'll be able to talk about it in Florida. <laughs> exactly. It's like the Democrats paid these people off. Hey, let's pay them off. Let's make it look like the Republicans can't govern and don't deserve any gavels whatsoever. But they did it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, I don't know if it's boofed or boofed, how do you pronounce that? That refers to flatulence. We were 16. Shock, dismay, confusion. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this totally glitch, 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 glitch. <laughs> free special global announcement episode. <laughs> of the Facts and Friends oh, no. podcast. No, 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 go past this. Pass this part. In fact, never play this again. <laughs> My name is Tino, and joining me this week is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him as writer-producer of the smash hit Boycott Target by international superstar Yo! hate rapper Forgiato Blow. But I know him as Judson. <laughs> Hello, Judson. Answering the question, I like rap, but I'm very redneck. <laughs> How did you hook up with these that, guys? That, <laughs> and why this particular project? So so many, so many reasons, Tino. It's really hard to, to outline all of them in the show that we have in front of I've us. I've seen photos of you at Target with your family, and you don't look particularly happy. <laughs> I think we were wearing masks that time, though. I can so. tell still. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> okay. I thought we looked pretty happy, actually, given the mask situation, but okay, sure, but whatever. All right, more on the Target situation, and sadly, more on that song a little later on in the show. <laughs> As usual, Justin, there's just too much to talk about to fit into the 50 minutes or so that we have. You promised me 45. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but hey, maybe if we get enough supporters over on Patreon, we can start doing two shows a week. What do you think about that? Can you say stretch goal? <laughs> Is it that stretch goal for us or for them? I'm confused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes is the answer to that question. All right. Well, this week, we'll catch up on the debt ceiling negotiations where we're told a deal has been made. We will update you on a story we reported last week involving pedophile priests and QR codes. <laughs> we'll look at what went wrong with the disaster that was the Ron DeSantis presidential candidacy announcement. Disaster. And as we get ready to kick off Pride Month, we'll try our best to figure out what the fuck the MAGA called has against Target stores. It's in the song, man. It's in the song. I didn't listen to the lyrics. <laughs> that was probably a good choice. You I know how many times I had to listen to the stupid song to find like the clips? I, I was going to say the clips I wanted. I didn't want any of them, but <laughs> the clips I was going to use. The ones you felt show. obligated to, to get. Yeah. <laughs> All right. News. Judson Major news outlets are reporting that the Dunning-Kruger-McCarthy House and Sleepy Joe have reached an agreement to raise the debt ceiling for two years. Yes, that's correct. As a recording, we don't know exactly 
what they agreed to, but from the groans from the far right and progressive Democrats a little bit, it seems as if we landed somewhere in the middle. As you might have expected. Unfortunately, Judson, in 2023, that means we landed in the middle of a radical right-wing agenda that mostly serves the rich and corporation-friendly Democrats. So so not really much of a middle. It's status quo, though, let's be honest. It is. I think we gave a little bit. We gave a little bit, but we also got a little bit, I think. So it's the first time that's like snap benefits for unhoused people haven't been tied to like a time limit of some sort. There's actually an expansion of benefits for uh, the unhoused and I think veterans. But don't forget, lest we forget, we shouldn't have had to have come to the negotiating table for this at all. Which part? For the debt ceiling. For the debt ceiling in general? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a made up catastrophe waiting to happen. Well, it's unclear as a recording whether or not this deal will have the votes to pass, but I'm actually guessing that we'll get there. I think you've got enough not crazy people who will see this as a victory, who will be able to spin it to their constituents as a victory, that they'll want to vote for it and push it through. It's really not that dissimilar from all accounts of what the next budget deal would have looked like. So it's not like an outright win for either side. Now, do they still have to negotiate the next budget? Are we doing this all over again with just lower stakes? I think that's a possibility. A lot of this stuff either sunsets. Because I thought they were doing them kind of together. I mean, the the debt ceiling will be on the the back burner for a couple of years. and this sets limits for spending, but I think the actual specifics of that spending will still need to be hammered out in a future budget deal. Well, at least a government shutdown is not nearly as bad as crashing the global economy. That, it, that, from my experience, yes, we've done the first part and have not yet done the second part. Absolutely, a few times. Yeah, so I think that first part we, is a known quantity. We'll probably be okay there. And it's always the Republicans shutting down the government. <laughs> I mean, they their their prime directive is that government doesn't work. Therefore, they make sure that government doesn't work. All right, Judson, we covered a story last week about the Catholic Church in France requiring priests to wear QR codes we did. to identify child sex predators among the clergy. Seems like a missed opportunity, but yeah, we did cover that. What was the opportunity that was missed? Oh, not by us, by, by the Catholic Church or the French government. Someone who could have made a better choice. It is not often that we have to issue a correction on this show. <laughs> or at least it's, I mean, not, often it's not often that, that we, we do, do issue a correction on this show. <laughs> <laughs> not not to correct you in the middle of a correction, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it seems, Judson, we made a very serious mistake in reporting that story last week. And I want to set the record straight, all right? Please do. Catholic priests in France are not required to wear QR codes that identify whether or not they bugger children. <laughs> Catholic priests in France are only required to carry cards with QR codes that identify whether or not they bugger children. They don't have to be visible at all times, you're saying. Exactly. That was the mistake right there. Like they should have incorporated that into the outfit because otherwise you're just half-assing it, Catholic church or French government, whoever's in charge of this. The last thing you want the priest to do is reach into his robes. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. He's already too close. Well, I'm really glad we cleared that up. I'd hate to be misleading about the important part of any story. It's been bothering me all week, really. (laughs) I'm glad we set the record straight. Jitsen, I finally understand why QAnon and other right-wing conspiracy crazies have been trying to pin pedophilia on Democrats for so long. Because every accusation is an admission? Are you reading ahead? I am not. I'm just guessing. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly why. It was to throw us off the scent for that exact reason. Oh, shocker. Last week, we covered three stories, but we chose to emphasize in those stories that the pedophiles we covered were not drag queens. 
This week, what struck me is how many more pedophile stories I saw and how many of those were conservatives and usually Christians. And not drag queens still. It's so weird. And still not drag queens. Yeah, I lost count of the number of stories we posted in our Discord channel about <laughs> members of far-right militias or Christian churches. And by the way, if you would like to join our Discord channel, our patrons get automatic access. That's true. You can hang with us all week long. Honestly, Tino's going to hate that I say this, but it's better than the podcast, being in the Discord. It's just, it, it just is. It's more. <laughs> I don't know if more is better. <laughs> That's a good point. But it's like, it is the essence of the podcast. We cover every story in the Discord yeah. channel. No story is too small. We always have enough time to cover everything in the Discord channel. Absolutely. And we're there a lot. We're, we don't just show up. We're, we're pretty much in and out all day. Terminally online. That's the word right. you're looking for. That's the phrase you're looking for. Well, well, back to our coverage of pedophiles last week. We even had Nick Fuentes last week, and we covered this. We had him come right out and say that he was looking to marry a 16-year-old girl in five years. Which- yeah, not yet, but in five years. So a girl who's currently 11. That makes her 11 now, yes. And he apparently believes there's nothing wrong with that. And he's not the only one on that side of the argument. Of course he's there's not. no argument, but insofar as... There's no lack of creepy dudes. That's that's never right. been a shortage that we've had in, in this country or other countries, for that matter. Judson, the five's Greg Gutfeld, who somehow manages to be the skeeviest white guy on a panel that includes Jesse Waters, had... <laughs> <laughs> had this exchange with one of the co-hosts. Why don't we each take a part here? I'll let you pick which part you want. Is there a part that's not here? Is that is that an option? It's just Gutfeld and Timph. I don't know who Timph is. I'm going to be Timph. She or he, I assume she, but... I think so. That person. Okay, just so you know, later on, we're going to be reading another exchange, and I will get to pick the parts for that one. Okay. Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. I'm going to be Gutfeld. <laughs> no, no, you've already decided. Damn it. I will read Greg Gutfeld. Oh, okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Should we also set this up? Like what's happening here? Oh yeah, go ahead. This is an exchange about a teacher who had sex with a student, right? Right. In this case, it's a female teacher. It was 38, I believe. A 16-year-old male student. So 38 and 16. Yeah. This is his gut fell talking to his co-panelist, this temp person. Yeah. And um, he seems to be shocked that the teacher went to jail. Right. So I'm going to be gut felt. I can't do a gut felt voice, so I'm just going to- I think that's best for everyone, really, so- I'll I'll do a- uh... You want to be acting like you're being funny, but realizing deep down inside that you've never been funny in your life. That's the voice you're going for. I can't do Elon Musk. (laughs) Okay, I'm Greg Gutfeld. No, that she went to jail for it. I'm sorry. Come on. 16 years old, I would have died for that. Again, I am vehemently against banging kids. Do we live in the real world? I can't believe how many times I've had to say that just sitting in this chair. Let's live in the real world, cat. I've never had to say it any other time. (laughs) (laughs) There's more. I I couldn't. I couldn't. No, no, that's the the pertinent part. Greg, come here. We're doing this again. Come here. Not too close. Please. And no jokes, Greg. I just ate. (laughs) Greg, Greg, I live in the real world. I really do. And it's not okay for a 16-year-old to have sex with someone who's not themselves a teenaged peer. The end. No asterisks. No cases outside of that. (laughs) It's not okay. If it's a boy, that's the student. And a woman, that's the teacher. It's still not okay. His argument was that somehow he knows the reverse is gross. If it's a 38-year-old dude and a 16-year-old girl, that's gross. But flipping it around is somehow not. That's his That's his so argument. So, Justin, what do you think he would say if I asked him, what if we were a 16-year-old boy and a 38-year-old male teacher? Oh, he would have problems. <laughs> he would burn down a target. <laughs> he would... <laughs> 
Uh, I think they just do bomb threats now. That's what they did in Utah this weekend, apparently. So, Oh, not just in Utah. Lots of places. Right, right, lots, I'm just, Utah's the one state that stuck out. Judson, what would you say is the biggest problem with the federal judiciary? Uh, the fact that we have one. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for playing. Had to be close. Nope. You are totally wrong. Well, at least at least according to Wisconsin Congressman Glenn Grothman. That's a weird name. A study was done a little while ago on the federal judiciary. I wish we had these studies for all other appointments by the Biden administration. And apparently his first two years, President Biden had appointed 97 federal judges. Of the 97 federal judges, I was expecting maybe 25 or 30 were white guys. Because I know President Biden wasn't heavy on appointing more white guys. Five of the 97 judges were white guys. Of those, two were gay. So um, almost impossible for a white guy who's not gay, apparently, to get appointed here. Okay, first of all, there's 50% more not gay white guys appointed than there were gay white guys, right? Yes, but apparently you don't count as a white guy if you are gay, according to this guy. Actually, that was my first point before he got into the math. So, But yes, gay white guys Even are more proof I'm not white. Not white guys. <laughs> But you're also a bad gay, so like... And maybe it's not Glenn Grothman. Maybe it's Glenn Grothman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's sad that some white guys are so... What's the word I'm looking for? Stupid. <laughs> it's not even mid-2023 yet here in the United States, Judson. So that means the 2024 presidential election is heating up. Okay. Why can't we just have two or three months worth of elections like most other countries with no corporate or dark money? Because capitalism, I think. Yeah. Well, we had multiple candidacy announcements from Republicans vying for their chance at second place in the Republican presidential primary. And I mean, some of them aren't even trying for second at this point. Like <laughs> fucking are. Tim Scott. I mean, come on. But I think they're all vying for first place in the who can shout loudest about the made up problems like what Target is selling contest. Well, sure. That's that's how you get second place in the GOP, right? Well, I actually think DeSantis leads Trump on that front, but I don't think the person that wins that contest is necessarily the nominee. Right. Second place. Well, we're only going to cover one of those announcements, Judson, because let's face it, if Tim Scott is really running for anything, it's the bottom of the ticket. I mean, the dude's going to drop out when he loses South Carolina, along with Nikki Haley. Like, both of them are going to lose their home state. It's going to be embarrassing. Speaking of bottoms, Mickey Mouse's favorite bottom, Ron DeSantis, also <laughs> announced his candidacy for president. Well, Judson, for some reason, DeSantis decided to announce his candidacy on Twitter. <laughs> it went about as well as we might have expected. Given Twitter's current situation. I think I read a tweet <laughs> that said the DeSantis announcement is going on. Saturn is trending, but not, but not DeSantis. Yeah. I think it said I did see hashtag disaster yes. trending. He couldn't even trend on Twitter during his announcement. It was a glitch filled mess with the audio stream cutting in and out. Not a lot of people watched. And that's because Twitter is aspiring to be a right wing cesspool. Yeah. And as soon as a viable competitor catches on, that is all it will be. Yeah, it'll be be uh, uh, Truth Social 2.0. All right. Well, here is a little sound from the DeSantis announcement. <laughs> Again? That's all I hear when he, at least when he laughs. <laughs> when he laughs. Just, <laughs> that's all we're playing from it. <laughs> from it. Despite most media, right, left, and middle agreeing the event was a train wreck, Elon, of course, tweeted a few lies about how successful the announcement was. Yeah, sure. This is funny. Did you know this? During the event, Elon mentioned how refreshing it was to have a candidate announce without some canned focus group speech. And then immediately after that, DeSantis made his announcement by giving some canned focus group speech. 
I mean, what did you expect? That's all DeSantis has. He can't speak off the cuff. He can't engage with people like a human because clearly he's not. Why do you praise him for not doing it right before he does it? Because <laughs> Elon's just as dumb as he is. Well, Elon also claimed that the event broke a certain record. Would you like to read his tweet, Judson? Sure. I will read this tweet that is definitely not true. Quote, lot of noise about Ron DeSantis announcing and discussing presidential bid on this platform. But you what isn't noise? He dropped a word there. But you what isn't noise? Set in an all-time record for fundraising. Worth considering for announcements in general. Wouldn't you think the CEO of fucking Twitter would be able to edit his tweets? Or realize that he needs to edit his tweets? <laughs> So the number, the all-time record he's claiming that DeSantis broke was he raised $8.2 million in the first 24 hours after launching his presidential campaign. And community notes came in strong saying that Governor Ron DeSantis did not set an all-time record for fundraising. President Donald Trump raised $24.8 million in the hours following the official launch of his campaign for re-election in 2020. And I believe Joe Biden also raised about $25 million in a, a similar point of time. So... Help me out here. Yeah. Readers on the website he owns that he paid $45 billion for. Yep. They corrected his tweet and it got flagged as needing context. Correct. That's poetry, Jetson. It is. It really is. Well, I think for Elon and DeSantis, DeSantusk, if I may, the Twitter partnership was kind of a direct shot at Trump. Elon's pissed that Trump won't use Twitter. DeSantis is hoping to round up his own base, sort of comprised of Elon fanboys. Sure. But the problem with that is that a lot of Elon fanboys are MAGA incels. Yeah. And they're going to remain loyal to Trump. For, oh, for sure. So now you have Twitter versus bullshit social, and they are going to tear each other apart. I mean, it's already started. Though, as usual, DeSantis is being a total wuss about it. <laughs> He's going to lose. I want to warn DeSantis. Okay. If they get into a pissing contest with Donald Trump, they're probably not going to win. And Trump's going to enjoy it. We don't judge kinks, but that, that is his. <laughs> he loves the pee-pee. <laughs> well, the MAGA cultists wasted little time attacking DeSantis and his catastrophe of an announcement. Read Trump's post from Bullshit Social right after the announcement. He said, wow, the DeSantis Twitter launch is a disaster. The whole campaign will be a disaster. Watch. <laughs> Where did DeSanctus come from? That's his, he called us Ron DeSanctimonious, so that's the short yeah, but, abbreviation of that. Oh, he's, 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 he's abbreviating it. DeSanctimonious okay. obviously was a terrible decision. Yes. He regrets it. Trump also congratulated Tim Scott for having, quote, by far the best presidential launch of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim Scott did this. That's impressive, Tim Scott. He managed to capture both the awkward, not quite humanness of DeSantis and the <laughs> of Howard Dean. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Howard Dean moment. There really aren't many attacks on Trump to speak of, uh, at least not from the rank and file Republicans. Well, that is with one notable exception. Trump has the charisma of a mortician and the energy <laughs> that makes Jeb Bush look like an Olympian. I just want to play that on a loop forever. If you're thinking that sounded a lot like Don Jr. on a shit ton of coke, you'd be right. That's what you hear every time you hear Don Jr., right? <laughs> he accidentally said all that shit about his dad. Accidentally. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Finally, Judson, the live-action Little Mermaid remake came out this past weekend, and the right was, frankly, too caught up phoning in bomb threats to targets to... Uh, <laughs> To review bomb it. That's surprising, actually. I feel like they've been able to do multiple things at once before, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're going to talk about Target after the break, which is definitely going to trigger the blue check marks, I thought we might get them warmed up. Just ease them in. 
loosen their holes, if you will. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? Why? One why, too why many. Would I? <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate the release of a movie that so triggered the maggots when it was announced, we put together this little song parody for all of our friends on the right losing their shit over the mere thought of treating their fellow human beings with dignity and respect. It's called Clutch Your Pearls. Feel free to sing along. We'll be right back. Sitting there across the way She don't got a lot to say But there's something about her Is it a trick of the light Or does she look less white Might want to clutch those pearls Nike and Hershey's Now Budweiser is going gay Next it will be Chick-fil-A And it threatens your penis We done replaced your flag With Biden's rainbow rag Go on and clutch your pearls Sha-la-la-la-la The country's doomed We got your kids all groomed Go on and clutch your pearls Sha-la-la-la-la Gay trans by Bring teardrops to your eye Go on and clutch your pearls Gender neutral, affordable electric cars, drag shows at the local bars, white Jesus is weeping, cry out for school book bands, go shoot your butt like cans, oh while you clutch your pearls. They them bears don't want your thoughts and prayers, you got to clutch your pearls. Sha-la-la-la, teach a homeschooled class with your head up your ass Teach kids to clutch their pearls Sha-la-la-la, if we don't agree, just scream, don't tread on me Oh, while you clutch your pearls Sha-la-la-la, let the music play, we turn the frogs all gay So you would clutch your pearls Clutch your pearls Clutch your pearls Go on, give them a good squeeze Clutch your pearls. Did somebody say give him a good squeeze? Judson Pride Month is almost upon us, which means it's time for corporations to pander to the LGBTQ plus people in an attempt to seem like they care about diversity and inclusivity. Rainbow flags as far as the eye can Listeners, please remember, corporations only care about their bottom line and everything they do is in service to that, no matter how they dress it up. <laughs> Corporations are not our friends. <laughs> Sincerely, some corporations are worse than others, but all of them are pretty fucking terrible. It's like billionaires. None of them are good. Some are way worse than others. We's looking at you, Arlen Grow. <laughs> So attacks on Target for supporting LGBTQ plus people. Why can't we shorten that fucking thing? LGBTQ plus is Can like... just say queer? Is that allowed? Wait, what did you just call me? <laughs> We're going to use the Q. No, Q is for questioning. Oh, question. You're right. Sorry. I know I'm right. I'm fucking LGBTQ plus. Are, are there two Qs though? There's LGBTQ Q. Dude, I have I, seen this I, version I, with so okay. many letters and numbers <laughs> you don't even want to start. I swear there are two Qs and they're... Yeah, okay. Go ahead. So attacks on Target for supporting queer people in Pride Month are not new. Vocal homophobe friend of deranged Carrie Lake, an alleged huge fan of hot man-on-man -man action, one Ethan Schmidt Crockett, <laughs> has been attacking Target 
and other retailers for years for their support of human beings just being themselves and not hurting anyone in the process. I think we actually need to clarify what you just said about Ethan Schmidt Crockett. About him being an alleged huge fan of hot man-on-man action? Right, because it's really an alleged fan of hot man-on-him action, which is not the same thing. Very fair. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There is a chatterbait porn video that I illegally screen captured. For shame. That I illegally video captured, rather. Okay. And I need to go back. I haven't seen it in years. I'm wondering if it's him. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'll let you know. I have to find it. So the the origin. Homework for next week. The supervillain origin story here for (laughs) Ethan Schmidt Crockett, whatever his name is, could be that he didn't make it as a chatterbait model. Is that what you're saying? Could be. Okay. Could be. All right. We we look forward to your your research. Not as much as I do. (laughs) All right. Here's Ethan Schmidt from a few years ago. We're going to be exposing Target. We're going to make massive scenes. If you support the LGBT agenda, you're not safe. We're also, yeah, we're going to be going on hunting expeditions pretty soon. You know, hunting the LGBT supporters across Arizona and Phoenix. Yeah, that's not creepy or terrifying. That was from a rant posted on social media over a year ago. Schmidt had previously been found guilty of harassment at a retail store in 2021 for much the same type of hateful garbage. There are countless videos of Schmidt going to various retail stores. This is him and a pal at a Barnes & Noble last year. Here's the gay loser pride section. The gay loser pride section. (laughs) So funny. Gay loser pride section. I'm just really tempted just to kick it down, man. It's very unstable, much like their idea. They have it right in the middle of the store, too. Just like a satanic shrine. It's a showcase. Schmidt's routine is always more or less the same. He goes into one of these stores, approaches someone, asks them, hey, do you support pride? They're pedophiles going after your kids. Pride is satanic. It's usually just along those lines. Yes. Occasionally, he'll knock down a pride display, and then usually he's escorted out of the store by security. That's pretty much first act, second act, third act of all of his videos. And it seems like he raises money off this. It's just very sad for us to hear that he gets money for doing that. There was one example of one of his videos that is noteworthy because because there was a twist from the usual narrative. Hey, do you guys support the satanic pride propaganda? I, I yeah, both. You support it? Satan, Satan and pride. You support Satan? <laughs> What's God going to think of that? I don't believe in God. Oh, chef's kiss. Oh, <laughs> oh we're, off, we're off script, Ethan. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> if I don't accept your premise, what else can you say to me? Exactly. Oh, gosh. So the sad thing, though, is in the wake of the right-wing Bud Light tantrum from a few weeks ago, Schmidt's message and antics have really caught on with the MAGA lunatics. Now they're specifically targeting Target for boycotts and more, including outright threats of violence. You mentioned this earlier, multiple reports of bomb threats at Target stores throughout the country, not just in Utah. Oh yeah, my wife went to one this weekend and I was like, just be careful. Like, keep your eyes open. We don't know what's going to go down this weekend. Only one of us can be as terminally online in our relationship as I am, so it's, it's me. And so she didn't know about all the crazy stuff, but she did see the pride display. Did she make note if it was at the front or the back of the store? I, it had to be towards the front. Well, because in a lot of Southern stores, they've moved the pride displays to the back of the store. Huh, maybe they moved it. I don't know. Well, Target stores nationwide were hit with bomb threats. I mean, to be fair, this song is arguably worse than any bomb threat. Trans. 
grannies with scars. Oh boy. I did listen to those lyrics. Oh boy. And I'm sorry I did. Maybe we're the terrorists now that we played <laughs> two clips from that song. There's an argument to be made there, I think, yeah. In all seriousness, Judson, how long is it before one of these fucking armed MAGA bigots shoots up a target? You put me on the clock earlier today because you were afraid it might happen... Yesterday. Well, yesterday, sorry, before we were going to record, yeah. So you were afraid it might happen before we recorded. Right, I asked... <laughs> I, 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 I stopped preparing the show, I went to Discord, and I asked you in our Discord channel, which again, you can join by... <laughs> supporting us over at Patreon for as little as $5. It's a non-zero chance that it happens in the near future. Someone's going to do it. It's stochastic terrorism. It's just like we've had right. with Trump's whole era. Incited it's by people like Trump and DeSantis. Inciting random acts of violence based on their rhetoric. They're not directing someone specifically to attack somewhere, but someone's going to do it. They've been radicalizing their base for years, right? And it just yeah. really got worse in 2016. And They're able to come out into the open once 2016 happened and, yeah, and they just haven't gone back. All right. The question, I guess, is did Target do anything special this year to warrant this onslaught of harassment and threats of violence? No. Same old, same old, I'm pretty sure. Let's talk about it. The thing that I kept seeing pop up among the blue checkmark types was that one of the child swimsuits they were selling was, quote unquote, tuck friendly. Uh huh. There's a funny thing about that story, Judson. Can you, can you guess what I'm going to say? It wasn't a child swimsuit? Well, <laughs> it's not true. Look, yeah. Yes. <laughs> The very first thing I heard was that it was actually an adult swimsuit that had a particular label it on it. It is an adult swimsuit. Yeah, so. But that's not what the blue check marks were saying. Of course it isn't. Like so much of the quote unquote news that fuels the right's hatred and intolerance, this story that they're propping up as one of the main examples of why their outrage is warranted is made up. It could use a community note. Sure could. Target sells no such swimsuit for children. But let's talk about the LGBTQ plus positive merchandise that is for kids. If you're a parent and you don't want to buy your kid a pride rainbow skirt or onesie, I have the perfect solution for you. I bet you know what it is, Justin. I know. I know. Go ahead. D what is it? Don't. Don't buy there it. Spend your money on something else. Like a normal fucking person. <laughs> And if parents do want to raise their kids with open minds and inclusive ideologies that are supportive of queer people, that's their prerogative as parents. It's a free fucking country. I've heard there's a thing called parental choice. Right. I have too. Certain people who may be threatening targets right now seem to be big fans of it in certain scenarios, but for some reason, not so much right now. Well, Target at least partially caved to some of this outcry. Yeah, I mean... This outcry is by a minority group of white bigots, okay? Yeah, but they literally caved because of the threat of violence. Yes, they removed some of the pro-LGBTQ plus products. And as I mentioned earlier, they moved many pride displays from the fronts of stores to backs of stores. So I am curious to uh, to know what was going on down there in North Carolina. I'll swing by and check it out. Yeah, I'm not sure where it was anymore. Here's what Target said in a press release. Quote, given these volatile circumstances, we're making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. And they were citing threats that the company would receive against its staff. They literally were threatened threatened with acts of violence right. and changed what they were going to do, which is, I'm fairly certain, at least one definition of terrorism. And keep this in the back of your mind somewhere. They say they're doing this in the name of Christ, threatening people with violence. Right. Let's take a look at what Target got rid of, okay? It turns out that they pulled all of the merchandise from a designer called Eric Carnell. Okay. Carnell is an independent queer designer who was over the moon when Target approached him about having some of his merchandise in their stores. Now, full disclosure, the right targeted Carnell specifically because he has his own website where he sells his merchandise. And some of that merchandise used occult or satanic symbolism in one of his more popular offerings, which was a pin that had the message, Satan respects pronouns. I kind of like that. He, he also... <laughs> 
also had a product that featured a guillotine along with the phrase homophobic headrest. Ooh. Now, I could give a shit about the Satan stuff. I wish he wouldn't fuel the Christian fanatics, but whatever. Yeah. You're, play, you're playing into their delusion. It's, it's, not, it's not healthy for anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think a message suggesting that we behead anyone, even homophobes, is maybe crossing a line. I would agree. I'd, notice I like the Satan one. I didn't say anything about the guillotine. Of course, like the kitty wiener hiding bathing suit, <laughs> these more controversial products were never for sale at Target. Right. Of course they weren't. They were selling a bag of his that said, we belong everywhere. Shocking. Listen, no one is telling Christians they can't sell religious clothing or other Jesus-y merchandise dice for children it's probably not how they tell it honestly and hey you want to talk about grooming grooming is cooked right into organized religion it has to be yeah exactly or it won't survive yeah. and when grooming doesn't work they go all inquisition on your ass indeed when it comes down to it the right is all for child grooming that's why they have the qr codes <laughs> <laughs> but they want the kids groomed to be like them Intolerant assholes who pretend to be Christian, but really worship money, guns, and most of the things Jesus couldn't fucking stand. Yeah. Leaving aside the religious merchandise, getting little girls ears pierced as toddlers or infants. That's no more or less grooming than putting a rainbow ribbon in their hair. Yeah. Blue for boys, pink for girls. That's grooming as well, as they're defining it at least. Do you mention circumcision in this? Because I could bring that up. Whew, I don't. Yeah. Like, it's rare I don't mention circumcision in the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're freaking out about the thing that doesn't happen, generally speaking, any sort of operation. The rap song uh, was talking about surgery on young children who are trans, which is a thing that doesn't happen. Right, that's not happening. But we do perform what is essentially genital mutilation on young boys and think nothing of it. Yep. Well, some people think of it like Ken Fapp. Some people, some as, as a society, we don't have nearly the problem with it that we should have. We don't. Or that we have with made up problems that don't exist. Absolutely. Well, I saw a pride display at a PetSmart, Judson. Oh, and no. I, Our dogs are gay? No, they're trying to groom dogs there. They, t- you know, they literally. They even charge for they it. They literally <laughs> groom dogs there. That's one of the services they offer. I paid <laughs> almost $350 to groom my dogs. <laughs> And hey, Diego was humping Gilligan the other day, so I guess it <laughs> This is kind of a discussion question, Judson. How is the whole go woke, go broke movement faring? The movement? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still there. It's not doing anything except making a little bit of noise now and again. Well, if you listen to the voices on the right. No one's gone broke. These are typically voices belonging to names immediately followed by blue check marks. But if you listen to those voices, you think Disney, Anheuser-Busch, and Target were all out of business already, Judson. You're telling me that's not true? That's definitely not true. Shit. And and probably will never be true of those particular three corporations. I can't imagine. Not in the near future. It might, because now when I go to Target, I'm only going to buy gay stuff. So if they don't have any... <laughs> I'm going to go get more Bud Light Hard Seltzer. That's what's going to happen. You do you, Judson. <laughs> it's not bad, and I want to support them. This whole grooming argument it's just bullshit you can't make a straight person gay not even a kid but you can teach a kid to be accepting of others that are not like them including gay straight bi and trans people and that is what the right doesn't want to happen it's not about grooming they don't want us to be free to read certain books or sell certain clothes or share certain ideas because they're terrified that their backwards way of thinking will become more and more obsolete as it's naturally doing but they think that you can do that they think that you can turn a gay person straight that's what conversion therapy is yes that is what conversion therapy is that's what they think that some people think they can do that but when you ask one of these idiots 
so I can turn you gay? <laughs> of course. They would say, no. I uh, couldn't turn me gay. No, no, no. Never. Not yeah. possible. Yeah. It's not a thing that happens. The thing that always gets me, the argument that always convinces me that I that this is the way of things, is like, I can look back on my life, and I know, growing up, my whole life, I was straight. I didn't have to be told. I didn't have to, to guess. I knew who I was attracted to. And that just that's not a choice that I made. It's simply a thing that was. I can take it one step further. I knew I was attracted to men. Right. Going back as far as I can remember. So I was attracted to males as a little kid. Sure. And in college, I actively tried. I sat down and thought about this. I'm like, I'm going to see if I can at least become bi, if not straight, because life would just be so much easier. Sure. If I could teach myself to have a sexual attraction to a woman. And I broke a woman's heart in the process more than one. We have that on tape somewhere, actually, don't we? <laughs> there is a lot of tape of me breaking females' hearts. <laughs> not just in college i think i started that in sixth grade <laughs> it's not a funny it's not a funny topic i don't mean to laugh yeah it's a funny story though. it's a funny story which you can hear if you become <laughs> never mind patreon tino patreon <laughs> and one thing that we didn't point out judson in that conversation is that a lot of times these quote-unquote straight people are terrified of gay people because they see a bit of gay in themselves yeah of course it's a fucking spectrum. Especially the most enthusiastic haters of gays. They tend to be the gayest. Which brings us back to Ethan Schmidt. <laughs> and Judson, you probably knew his story was going to end like this. I did have an inkling. Well, we already talked a lot about it. <laughs> Judson, I'm forced to wonder if we misunderstood Schmidt's hunting comments. And in light of reports that have been surfacing lately, according to these reports from multiple gay men in and around Phoenix, Arizona, where, where Schmidt lives, Schmidt may not have meant hunting in terms of hunting and killing gay people. He may have meant hunting and drilling gay people. Oh. Though, let's face it, Schmidt has hungry bottom energy if I've ever seen it. So more <laughs> likely hunt and be drilled by gay people. Breaking news. This just in, Judson. The Facts and Friends podcast has received screenshots of a grinder conversation that allegedly took place between a lumberjack-looking married man and one Ethan Schmidt. Should we read this for people? Probably not, right? No, definitely not. All right, so let's go ahead and do it. Shit. Earlier, you made me read Greg <laughs> Gutfeld. You tricked me. <laughs> Which, of course, means now you will be reading the part of Ethan Schmidt and I, the lumberjack married man with a very large ass. One of us looks more like a lumberjack than the other. I really feel like I should be the lumberjack <laughs> in the situation. Sorry, <laughs> this ship has sailed. You go ahead. You can start this grinder conversation now. We must say before we start, this is all alleged. We don't have confirmation that this is Schmidt. We do not. But it's more than just one report. It's all around the gay scene in Arizona that lots of guys have hooked up with Schmidt and that he is a huge queen. We don't know. He has said he's he is on grinder, but it's just to catch pedophiles. Oh, sure, sure. To catch a predator. He's that's what he's doing. Something tells me he's gonna get caught. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So no more delaying, Judson. You our Ethan Schmidt here. You you started off. Jesus Christ. Oh. Do you want some music? Do you need something to get into the mood? I, I, <laughs> might need something. Uh, taste my hole, daddy. Stretch it out. Are you tight? Have you been penetrated before? I sound like a prop, like a butler or something. I think you're trying to catch a predator. I'm tight, but experienced. Oh. I've been with a few guys and I like it, but. I love what my butt cheeks bounce around as I'm being pounded hard. <laughs> Guys tell me that I feel better than their girls. Can I see a pic? 
You're definitely the sexiest man in Arizona. Thanks, bud. I bet you want to get naked with me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Can I see any face pics of you? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of high profile and discreet. Well, I only meet up with guys who show themselves. I'm married and very masculine. There's nothing to worry about. And then I send a pic of, I assume this guy had butt implant surgery. That's not a real human butt. <laughs> or it's photoshopped. It could be. It's just not what butts look like. It could be. You don't know. I mean, you'd know, I guess. You're right. So the picture, and his, he responds, fuck, dude. You're nice and thick. Take a selfie for me, babe. Okay, daddy, but only because I'm hard for you. And then there's a picture of Ethan Schmidt. Well... <laughs> I'm sure everyone, and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart, I'm sure everyone else is just about as glad as we are that we decided to read that chat exchange, Judson. Everyone but me. Everyone but me. I'm not glad at all. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, and see you on Grinder, Ethan. <laughs> Hey FNFers, Tino here. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about a new way to support the Facts and Friends podcast. You can become a supporting listener by subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash factsandfriends, all spelled out. Between our hosting service, recording equipment, and editing and production software licenses, it costs us a decent amount to make this show for you. So we were hoping you might help us at least break even. So what's in it for you? Well, first of all, you'll help keep the show on the air, but wait, there's more. All supporters will get access to the Facts and Friends Discord server, where you can interact with the Facts and Friends community, including me and Judson, and a few lucky supporters may get to read some classified military documents. Judson and I are deeply grateful for any support you can give, and we will prove it by personally recognizing each and every Patreon supporter on the air. We're also re-releasing a ton of episodes from Judson and I's old show, The UnPR Podcast, and those are exclusively available to our Patreon supporters. Here's a little taste of what that's like. Joining me as always are a couple of assholes, but even worse, Jamie, our senior vagina dentata hygienist, is back as well. <laughs> what? What? I thought that was your brother, Mike. <laughs> when did I get that title? I don't know. Just now? They're new every week. <laughs> Just now. I'll take it. I'm so relieved that I'm not senior <laughs> vagina dentata. What did you call her? Cleansing specialist? Hygienist. Hygienist. Yeah. Hygienist. Okay. I'll wear it as a badge of honor. Well, you don't want those teeth to fall no. out. Or do you? I think or you might. I think, you? I think you might, actually. It, de it depends on the situation, to be honest. So, I don't know a lot about women's puberty. <laughs> good, good. At what point do you lose your baby teeth in the vagina dentata? Is that, is that Sometimes you gotta get old? braces down there. It's thing. Arch expanders. Yeah, you, know. you want them to be straight. It's a whole, it's a whole deal. So please do help keep the show on the air by supporting us over at patreon.com slash facts and friends. And if you already have, thank you so very much. Thank you all so much for listening to the show this week. The Facts and Friends podcast is independently created from start to finish by me and Judson with occasional but valuable contributions from some of our very smart, very talented friends. Now, before we get to our closed topic, I just wanted to ask that you please help me and Judson out by supporting us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash facts and friends. That's all spelled out facts and friends. Now, if you can't spare a few bucks right now, what have you done with your life? How is it that you can't afford five or ten measly dollars for a show that relies solely on its listeners for... Judson, did you edit these notes without telling me? 
Ah, uh, that's that's that maybe possibly it could it could have happened. Sorry about that. Judson is very money centric and he's been a little disappointed with our Patreon numbers. Ethan Schmidt makes money knocking over pride displays. Well, I wish I could say that I don't care about money at all, but the show is far from free to make. So just from a sustainability standpoint, we really do need the support. That said, we do understand if you can't spare the extra cash. Right, Judson? Right? Right? It's fine. So if you can't support us financially right now, we ask that you help us by telling your like-minded friends in real life and or social media to listen and subscribe. Spreading the word about the show is the single best way to support us, and it's 100% free if you don't count the hit to your reputation. Which you shouldn't. Another totally free way you can help keep Facts and Friends on the air is by giving us five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, a very special thanks to those of you who have helped and continue to help. I hope you all know how much that means to us. One of those people is Carlos Aleman who regularly tweets our episodes to his friends and followers on Twitter and gives us great feedback on the show. It does mean a lot, especially going into that 25th hour of work on an episode late on a Sunday night. Kind words and support from people like you is the fuel that keeps me going. So thank you, Carlos. Yes, indeed. Thank you. We only have four episodes left this season, after which we'll be going on a short hiatus. We do want to keep releasing content while we're on break, so we're working on some evergreen stuff for you. One thing we'd like to do is a mailbag show wherein we answer questions you have for us or or about us. Now, I realized when I first asked for questions last week, I probably wasn't specific enough about the types of questions you can ask. (laughs) You can literally ask us anything. Judson and I have more than a little experience giving love and life advice. I was just going to say we're going to get romance questions, aren't we? I can probably answer any Star Trek question you have. Judson, this is little known, but Judson is an expert on Rod Schneider's film catalog, so feel free to toss him a Deuce Bigelow question or two. Sadly, not a made-up story by Tino. <laughs> Shit, I thought that was made up. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, I've oh. seen it. I know. I've seen a lot of Rob Schneider stuff. Wow. Damn. I thought I was writing a joke. No. no. And I was writing a, I was writing a confession <laughs> on the part of Judson. <laughs> well, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer, and maybe I'll learn something from the questions that his, you er, His early work's the best. You should watch Surf Ninjas. No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Don't watch anything he's been in. But if you do have any questions you'd like us to answer, and I do mean any, please send them to us through Twitter or Facebook, or email at faxandfriends, fax the letter N, friends, at gmail.com. Now, we did make a little time here at the end of the show to talk about Trump bucks. Trump bucks, okay. Somewhere in the dankest, darkest corners of the MAGA internet, some con artists were selling something called Trump bucks. These hideous notes are designed to look like dollar bills with Trump's face on them and some like off-putting gold tint. (laughs) Now, as NBC reported, the con artists advertised this counterfeit money as a kind of golden ticket to help Trump win in 2024 with the added bonus of making anyone who bought them rich when they cashed them in once he was inaugurated. (laughs) So one really smart guy, John Amon. He bought over $2,000 worth of Trump bucks and a few other things. Then, and I wish I was there for this, Judson, Mr. Amon went to his local bank to cash in his Trump bucks. I, I also wish I was there for that because I don't know how that goes. Like, what do you do? That went about as well <laughs> as you might expect. Shock. Dismay. Confusion. Laughter. Confusion? <laughs> he was very confused. <laughs> yeah. Amon was all of those things. <laughs> Everyone else was laughing, but he was shocked, dismayed, and confused to learn his golden Trump bucks had about as much value as Trump promises. 
So, so zero, literally zero. Yes. <laughs> he tweeted afterward, appropriately, mostly in all caps. Would you like to read this, Judson? Oh, absolutely. I'd like to read this. <laughs> Alert. If you purchased any of the TRB systems items, you got scammed. The TRB vouchers, DJT golden checks, DJT diamond checks, TRB golden checks have no monetary values. They are commemorative only. Fear not, listeners. If you bought Trump bucks. Maybe fear a little, but all is not lost. I am now selling Trump book activation vouchers. <laughs> so you can now go to my website at I love Trump so much. I eat MAGA shit MAGA, then eat it There you will be able to enter the amount of Trump bucks you wish to redeem. Then just pay that amount at checkout plus shipping and handling. And I will mail you an official Trump bucks activation voucher, which you can then present at your local bank when you redeem your Trump bucks. See how that goes. I really think you've missed an opportunity here, Tino, because well, please should have been linked to our Patreon and you should have. Oh, damn it. <laughs> We've been plugging the Patreon hard this whole show, and I didn't even link it back to that. That was an easy stretch goal. Shit. <laughs> well, con artists, keep at it. If Trump has taught you anything, it's that even someone who makes a living lying and stealing from others could someday become president. Asterisk. <sighs> That's our show for this week. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next week. Take care, everyone. Hey, Father, Ethan Schmidt here, and I am so sick of corporate big tech and, you know, the government projecting their homosexuality onto the public. Quit projecting. This is literally the flag of Satan. The real rainbow comes from God, God's covenant with Noah after the flood that, you know, he won't, you know, flood the earth again. You know why you flooded the earth? Because of what's going on right now. Quit projecting, all right? So let's make Jim great again, guys. Let's make a pride flag challenge. Destroy the pride flag in the most creative way. Post it online and uh, yeah, see what we can do. Oh.